blazing through the seasons rather quickly. Granted, there's not a lot of episodes, but we're making some great pace. Episode one and two are both written by Howard Overman and directed by Wayne Che Yip, who worked on Doctor Who and Alex Garcia Lopez. Our first episode premiered 1030 of 2011. And I gave both episodes the same rating, 9.6 out of 10. I really enjoyed both of these for different reasons. We have a new member of the ASBO 5 by the name of Rudy, who is played by the incomparable uh, Joe Gilgun, who is wonderful in this and Preacher. He had a brief scene on Nathan's last episode now I did not find it it was called Vegas Baby it's a very short episode which was written by Howard Overman and directed by Jonathan Van Tolliken and it had premiered before this one on 9 15 of 2011 and for the most part it is uh Nathan's situation going to hell as he tries to rob the casino of money and he calls Barry to get him out of trouble and then Rudy picks up the phone like uh who's Barry since he never bothered to recall Simon's name he never got the assistance he needed to get out of trouble and thus that's where we leave the character of Nathan it was very short I didn't even enjoy it that much but it's to explain the picture of Vegas because all of them did go out to Vegas and have a little vacation there to set up Marnie and the baby and Nathan so we got a brief touch on that this episode but otherwise that's the last we'll see of Nathan I did say that on the wrong episode I forgot the Christmas special he was still in it and then it was the one afterwards I always get those mixed up but let's get into episodes i did really enjoy starting with our new character rudy who goes to seth to what it seems remove his powers possibly but his personality type rudy too escapes him as that's a death sentence and why would he want that and then they give chase to each other on top of a roof they argue about the fact that he tried to get rid of him he's like no i just want him to solve my problem yeah by getting rid of me and then as they are arguing uh they fall off and i will say the line that made me laugh during that whole argument was remember the fake vagina you made out of mum's rubber gloves like who the fuck does that I will say i like rudy much more than i like nathan i know that's controversial I'm sure a lot of people disagree and a lot of people don't even make it to the last two seasons because they love Nathan so much but I think after many watches of this show over the testament of time it is Rudy who has more of an impression for me than Nathan did it was kind of a struggle this time around getting through his scenes that were sometimes funny but a lot of times were just ridiculous or over the top or rather foul and i didn't find it as uh heartwarming the like what this may be my fifth or sixth time around as the first time and then by the time you get to rudy he is kind of he has some tendencies that are disgusting there is no debate about that that is more nathan like but he also kind of builds a 
different rapport with each member of the group that's a little bit more solid than Nathan ever did his was always superficial he never really got it was more like we have to keep him along with us but if it was up to at least three members of that group Nathan would not be there he doesn't have that same connection despite many people feeling that connection for him and even though he says these people are his friends I always felt that Kelly was his backdoor into the rest of the friendship with the rest of them whereas Rudy really does seem to develop a rapport with each member of the group and we see that in the two episodes that we have him Simon is very confidently doing parkour as Super Hoodie embracing his future secret identity and now has foresight abilities that prevent him from making terrible mistakes and leaps to his death And I forgot they all had powers. They got new powers. We got to see what those were in this episode. Sean is still the probation worker and has a new trio of delinquents that Rudy immediately impresses upon with his dickishly charming behavior saying, I swear on a hand on a Bible and my chest that I did not leave that big ass floater in the toilet back there. Kelly's new power is that she's a fucking rocket scientist (laughs) and I love that every time she says what her power is it comes with I'm a fucking rocket scientist except no one believes her particularly the people at this firm that she gives her propulsion rocket technology designs to because no one believes she's that smart when she tries to use these skills as a career move when they go back to Simon and Alicia's, her, Curtis, uh, and Alicia, she says she's going to get some glasses to make her look dead intelligent. And Curtis is like, yeah, like that's going to help. Then we have Simon, who's quickly hiding out of his secret identity. He's like Batman. He comes out, greets his honey, and they are going to go out for a drink. They talk about Nathan, and this is the episode, like I said, it was filmed weird. It was like they premiered it as a prequel, but it really happened after sometime after these events. And Alicia says that the baby is super cute, and Kelly tells Simon, she's broody, mate, you better knock her up. When Rudy shows up with the other two delinquents, one of them, uh, what is her name? Oh, I forgot her name, but she's in Game of Thrones. He goes to the bar to get them some drinks and Alicia hides her face and then says that she's knackered so her Simon and Kelly leave. Rudy goes for the prettier of the two intent on getting laid and he tells Rudy when she is shutting him down the first time like I don't find you attractive whatsoever apparently she was lying though and then when Rudy too says you should just escape out the window he says you can go fuck the fuck off Rudy too then befriends the other juvenile delinquent gets her all starry-eyed but then she comes in and because she doesn't know the situation sees Rudy getting all comfortable with the 10 or the 9 as he called her and she has a power to stop time and she does not take the rejection well and has Curtis bottle him over the head with a well I guess that gives it away a beer bottle 
and then she resumes uh, time Curtis is like I don't know what the fuck just happened but I didn't do this to you Rudy's all bleeding he's like no my pretty face (laughs) It's, it's so stupid I will never get over having people stand in a circle and have a conversation and watching the camera pan to all of their faces as they (laughs) debate certain things because Curtis tells them what happened at the flat. That's definitely some power shit, Kelly says. Alicia's like, let's leave it alone. Let's not get involved. Why can't we be normal and go for some brunch? Kelly's like, we should have that super hootie guy and then... (laughs) Simon just looking awkward not saying anything he looks at Alicia she looks back away and says why can't we just go for brunch and then it pans to Kelly saying what the fuck is brunch I'll have two number nines a number nine large a number six with extra dip a number seven two number 45s one with cheese and a large soap for an unhealthy amount of Americans, that's exactly what brunch is because they get it at 11 a.m. at whatever restaurant is serving it, which most are at 11 a.m. Rudy manages to bang the girl he likes and Rudy too tells him, you just had unprotected anal sex with this woman. You need to go take her to a clinic to get tested for HIV. And he said, cute girls don't get HIV. Rudy tells him this is as close to heaven as he's gonna get. He's getting a bacon sandwich. I'm getting ass sex. Don't ruin it for me. Then the two fight and he finally puts his other self under control, putting him back inside the box. At brunch, Simon, Curtis, and Kelly witness the crazy bitch slow down time and push Rudy down some stairs, which should have given him multiple contusions, if not head laceration when he bragged about having sex with the game of thrones chick then she frames all of them because they was just standing nearby why not for throwing a rock at a police car they run and escape and we finally see what curtis's power is he has the ability to turn into a woman rudy is now under the gang's protection as they all hide together because clearly She's gotten them both involved twice with his situation. And he tells him if this is about some power stuff, he is all cool in the gang with that. And then he tells Simon he's very starey. They take him back to Simon's headquarters where he touches things that do not belong to him, sees Alicia and makes a quick panic exit. Alicia did say that they went to college together and that's how they do know each other but there's clearly more to the story he also asked Curtis is his power uh due to some sexual confusion and we learned that he went last thus he got the last power available and that was it and that he does not envy him because there's a lot of maintenance to the human vagina <laughs> like polishing it I mean, why do you think you uh, boy it is not a freaking fruit bowl you do not polish your pussy i love alicia asking what happened and kelly going we were brunching and then it just kicked off seth's looking for a power and is unhappy that no one seems to have it when kelly shows up and asks for some assistance because there's this crazy chick around the estate that has a power and she's giving them problems 
and he's like what do you want me to do about that and he's like you never smile and he's like oh like you look very happy kelly tells him and then he says well i can't help you with your issue and she's like you're a dick and he also won't take this power or give her a new power because she thinks it's rubbish that she's a fucking Ryan rocket scientist because no one will do anything for her rudy decides to get vengeance of his own by setting up the crazy girl for theft of the charity dog when he puts it in her locker sean is pissed he's already called the police and he tells her my favorite line you fuck with me i'll fuck you right back with a cherry on top she is taken away in cuffs however she escapes the police rudy too tells him to confront alicia about their past since he still thinks about her at the bar while attempting to finger his date he wishes simon happy with alicia and says that i got this girl over there that totally loves it up the ass he also clearly has a type (laughs) just pointing that out there and he thinks that this is the way to a woman's heart and kelly's like you come near my ass i'm gonna break your face (laughs) it's like only for the posh girls and he tells them look i've taken care of the crazy girl she's been arrested she's not gonna cause us problems anymore i'm all over that shit like a motherfucker then alicia shows up and rudy too tells her once he escapes from rudy's body and then you have his girl over there being like someone just came out of you tells her that he loved her that she took his virginity then she looked right through him and moved on to other boys he told his friends that they were going together she humiliated him and that her nickname was the cock monster and then simon gonna ask why did they nickname you the cock monster and then he realized what he asked and then nathan had to be petty talking about you have to ask shut up kelly defending her mate telling him to fuck off and then he says that he tried to kill himself and alicia gets upset about that saying that's not on her if she if he tried to kill himself because of her and then she runs off upset simon finally puts up a restraining hand like okay enough alicia back at home tells simon that she never wanted him to hear those things about her and that she's not proud of the person that she was and that she's not that person anymore he tells her i know that but she still is very embarrassed (laughs) to say you can't be you know it's hard to believe that he's not ashamed of her past actions or that she was that slutty but he says they all have past he's got two of them and when that still doesn't cheer her up he says do you know what they called me at school they called me the pussy master (laughs) she's like shut up please stop saying the word pussy the rudy's discuss parting ways as one is pretty content with their current situation while the other is not at all the next day him and his new girl head into the community service but the crazy girl is laying in wait rudy too decides you know what i should leave town and he begins to pack up to do so alicia wakes she still got rudy on her mind she looks over at simon and decides that she wants to own some of her past and make a amends for the things that she's done because rudy could have been simon in a different life and look where it has led her to the love of her life so i really appreciated that she didn't even need to be 
talked into going to speak with rudy she wanted to do it all by herself just not the best timing because crazy girl literally set him up for murder as he uh, comes back from time being stopped to him stabbing her and she dies she's a maniac, maniac on the floor. i feel she made a really quick leap from petty criminal to straight up murderer she freezes time again when alicia comes upon the scene and hears all about her crazy ass plan and somehow no way sets them up to be hanged or hang themselves because alicia's power is the ability ability to see in someone else's shoes and she sees that she is writing their suicide notes sean is nowhere to be found on the premises but y'all know he is in his car having his breakfast of champions i'm in love with the coco i'm in love with the coco i got it for the lolo i'm in love with the coco when she finally does come in rudy is able to trick her long enough to stall killing them until she gets close enough that he can kick her except blunt force trauma is how everyone seems to die if they hit any type of concrete anything solid really with their head they're meant to bleed out he didn't mean to kill her though and alicia has him wrap his legs around her her body for support because he does not have the chair anymore when he tells her that she broke his heart she admits that she lied she did remember him and that she knows she was a bitch and didn't care who she hurt back then but now she's changed however still she hates herself for what she did to him and apologizes he says that's good enough and chooses to sacrifice his life but both are saved by rudy too who thankfully didn't leave proving that rudy does in fact need him no matter how much he says he does not the gang then bury all three bodies <laughs> or is it three or two two bodies i guess uh rudy is very traumatized by the fact that he will never see her ass up in the air with that cute little face ever again and he is now in doctrine into the asbo homicide club and they are all busted in a stolen vehicle after burying said bodies returning back to community service together once again and they know that there will be shit popping off in the words of rudy it's in the air which leads us to episode two that premiered november 6 of 2011 this is a big curtis episode and it is my favorite curtis episode he is very unmotivated right now still touchy about his athletic career getting all moody when alicia asks if he misses it then he sees that there is a female running camp and decides that you know what i'm gonna sign up for that training camp and run as melissa the actress this episode would not have worked if the actress did not do such a good job of portraying the male or female version of curtis life as a woman is definitely different than life as a man and he finds out very quickly as he meets some new faces a scout his name is mark who angles to be her coach and is also an absolute and utter pervert from the moment we first see him then she meets emma who she thrashed on the field and is interested in striking up a friendship 
and he was also very weirdly comfortable getting butt-ass naked in a locker room in front of a complete stranger she then catches rudy pissing in the sink because the toilet is down gross you nasty she bumps into sean and he is very attracted to her face and her chest and makes no secret about it damn nigga what you doing out here with all this ass double cheeked up on a thursday afternoon hella ass the sun is still out my nigga then she does this awkward dance with simon who's treated to the words imagine being up to your balls in that at the bar while he is playing bartender emma is a fangirl of curtis's and after some flirting he asks where she's staying the next day he's all smiling and stuff and alicia and kelly's like what you smiling about i just had tell simon why don't you foresee the lottery numbers and then we'll split the money and he can't count to 100 percent whatsoever he says i'm the brains you're the stare i love that rudy is kind of fanboying over simon like he really loved his apartment and he's kind of you know he's much more friendly he knows his name is simon <laughs> first and foremost but he does have a more i don't know respectful relationship with him and i like that seth and kelly once again she thinking about shagging too with him after she fixes his car because she's a fucking rocket scientist and then he says well let me give you a lift and he does right across the street (laughs) sean tries to run and ask melissa out but fails on both accounts of running and asking her out when he finds emma to hear about himself but it's not very flattering as he learns not only is he a negative nancy that talks all about himself and his old ass career like that happened six to seven years ago it feels like because that's how much i pay attention to how long this has happened for him and she says she gave him a sympathy shag and he was not good at all in bed and yeah and this is the part where i'll be like curtis you got to own the fact that you wanted drugs like her getting busted buying them whatever the case may be you still wanted the drugs for whatever purpose and reason and you don't seem to really own that part of why you got arrested disheartened he's then stared at by the creepy coach dude mark assaulted by sean he really did put his hand on her ass no tape around his body so fucking someone would have needed to call him an ambulance because he would have had multiple fractures and broken bones if not needing a respirator for the rest of his life curtis then gets shut down in front of ruby by emma and rudy says wow it's like she took a shit in your mouth (laughs) and while women are hurtful and cruel they're also very beautiful and smell like toffee apples he then decides to ask alicia look when we was together the stuff that we could do was our shit 
and then him imitating her when she was like no he was like no you said it like a yes <laughs> i was laughing so hard then she tells him look fine you always negative as hell like i shouldn't be here <laughs> i love when they imitate each other and he was always focused on himself and yes simon is better in bed than you are don't talk about him like that because he focuses on her pleasure and alicia's imitation of him stroking himself off was equally hilarious and then he gonna get an attitude and she's like this is why we don't tell guys this type of stuff if my answers frighten you vincent then you should cease asking scary questions he then goes in the bathroom and gets in touch with his feminine side literally with his own hands and is asked out to a party to hang by emma kelly and alicia spy on seth and see him leaving flowers at a grave i love that kelly was like fuck this ice cream alicia was like i'm keeping my ice cream (laughs) she's like what's going on why are we following this guy and then alicia finally susses out that she fancies him and concludes that he is fit but who's this dead girl simon sees curtis as melissa and tells him he's running again and competing and to keep it secret from everybody else including alicia but kelly witnesses simon zipping uh, melissa up she's shaking her titties and then she says don't tell anyone about this i got my eyes on you emma and melissa party and drugs are involved and i thought for five seconds maybe it's certain drugs that maybe there was going to be an issue in which melissa would turn back into curtis but no they had different types of storylines in in a progress for this because apparently emma swings both ways having sex with melissa too except curtis does it right this time he turned on some kaya and said lick it now lick it good lick this pussy just like you should right now lick it good lick this pussy just like you should my neck my back look my pussy not my crack and then he the next day on the roof he shares his experience with simon i like that they have some bro t moments uh bro tp is that the right way to say that and he's like you don't even understand being a woman is amazing <laughs> they get to have multiple orgasms we get shortchanged and simon's trying to figure out who's a lesbian in this scenario but curtis is conflicted as he's still him but clearly it works out with emma when he's a woman and not a man and when he sees her at the soda machine as curtis he does apologize to her rudy tries to hit on melissa next taking saying he will meet her at the party (laughs) we should go together i'm already going i love the one-on-ones because she's smoking and he's like yeah i got it in she's already seen my cock she's like how has she already seen your cock she caught me pissing in the sink emma's all kissy to melissa in the locker room and creepy mark is making his move that night as he decides to spike her drink rudy is at the party as well emma goes to get a taxi for melissa slash curtis who is feeling the effects of being spiked but drunk rudy finds her first in the locker room and at melissa's insistence thinking that she's emma goes down on her but then emma walks in and is like oh i thought you was (laughs) that was you not her i don't even know why emma ran out clearly there was i would have been more mad at like who's this dude 
like oh did you like what kind of issues did emma have because that's the real question of this whole entire episode because she had a lot curtis goes to give chase when mark intercepts and takes her to his car to sexually assault her but curtis changes back to a man and knocks him the fuck out and kicks him out of the car and escapes emma who has no self-love then goes to find curtis at his apartment and almost once again hooks back up with him until she finds her own earring that she gave to mel and thinks that they're shagging each other what just because you a slut everyone else got to be a slut too because this whole situation is problematic because you can't keep it in your pants for more than 24 hours curtis as melissa checks back in with simon about the whole situation who is generally confused as fuck about what is happening kelly sees simon with melissa once again and is not too happy about that coach mark tells melissa to forget last night as he knows that he is a she or she is a he and she calls him out on the fact that i know you spiked my damn drink then kelly gone straight up her hands on melissa slash curtis in the locker room saying you need to lay off my mate's boyfriend and right when curtis is about to say this is me sean intrudes in the conversation just as rudy and the happy couple show up holding hands alicia's like what is going on and kelly said get your mans i love this scene to be quite honest it made me laugh so hard because simon can't say anything because there's sean trying to stir up the situation like oh they she trying to be all over your dude and then here comes emma who accuses him of fucking curtis and then slaps her and then (laughs) melissa has had enough telling sean all he does is stare at her tits and that he touched her ass and he gonna say i was being friendly tells rudy that the pubic hair that is stuck in his throat is his problem because he should not touch someone without their permission and then she yells that no one understands what it's like to be a woman despite two women being there and everyone is looking at her all appalled and she's like what the fuck is going on and kelly's like it looks like you got your period oh my goodness oh my damn oh my goodness sean walked out disgusted he said no one needs to see that then there's the reveal (laughs) i loved everything about simon's face in this episode because we don't see him smiling very often so he just was very amused through most of this episode and then he tells them like she's curtis and then you have rudy gagging and like what's wrong with you nothing just nothing (laughs) and kelly goes to ask if curtis is all right if he needs help figuring out how to use a tampon (laughs) and then he changes back into a male's like i got it and then she's like you're gonna need that and you're gonna need to put them in the hot wash mate maybe in england that works out for you but we use cold water over here across the pond and they got their own section called period panty drawer because why would you continue to use the good underwear when you know it's that week of the month just continue wearing out the old ones until you toss them in the trash curtis decides to tell emma the truth about everything but creepy coach mark 
is preparing his next assault on her curtis is able to stop it in time and tells her everything that happened he had tied up mark and left her in the boot of her car and then they decide to expose him literally by tying him to a beam and writing the fact that he drugs and rapes women on his chest until law enforcement shows up curtis finds some closure on his past while emma leaves to go slut it up in the next training camp curtis then tells rudy he can't go around touching unconscious girls but rudy's like and his defense because we all saw it like nah you was all suck my nipples i was calling you a different name i blew my load and said auntie people say weird shit during sex i didn't know i wasn't gonna live <laughs> wasn't going to look a gift horse in the mouth and your horse was very pretty <laughs> he finally coughs up the pubic hair which is beyond foul and then gives it back to him and then everyone's like did y'all too he's like look for a bloke curtis has a lovely pussy (laughs) and he ends up walking away laughing like fuck it and finally he does seem as if he has lifted a weight from his shoulders it's too bad that this could not stay the same for the rest of curtis's entire arc but we shall get more of that when he gets there but these were really two good episodes that's my recap let's get into the feedback Christina's me shy. I am here to talk about Misfits um, season three, episode one and two. I am really behind behind on so much stuff. I gotta go back to work tomorrow. I went out hiking today with some friends and one thing led to another and then next you know I don't know I got a bit of a I wouldn't call it a headache but um I don't know it's like this dull thing going on I think it's because I'm tired because I did get up awfully early this morning but anyway so I'm not getting things done that I thought I would get done but I am trying to get my feedback into you since you're on this amazing schedule and things are looking like it's gonna get even crazier and then the next month so here I am all right first things first for this no Nathan alrighty I think one of y'all had mentioned that before but I didn't really take it in until I was watching this and then we're introduced to Nathan 2.0 in the form of Rudy. <sighs> okay, I'm not gonna lie. I'm so far, I am not enjoying season three as much as season two. <laughs> um, I just feel like, first of all, we started out the premiere like right off the bat, then just throwing this new character in our face and of course like I said he's just 
Nathan 2.0, but with different powers and, but still obnoxious, still annoying, still just a total tool. Um, but apparently, unlike Nathan, he does tend to get the, you know, get the girl. I mean, I will say that about him for some weird reason. Um, wouldn't exactly consider him attractive, but, uh, that's neither here nor there. So, we see Simon practicing, being a superhero, jumping off his parkour, jumping off buildings and stuff like that, and, um, yeah. So... We also are introduced to everyone's new power in this episode, which I must say are a bit underwhelming compared to their previous power. Um, Like, what is Kelly supposed to do with being a rocket scientist? (laughs) Like, (laughs) are they really supposed to? I'm like, that's such a, okay. Um, then Simon, he could see, I guess, the future, a little bit into the future. I'm not far, not not sure how far he could see into the future. Um, Curtis turns into a girl, which I'm like, why would you buy that power? Like, what would be the point to this power? And yes, episode two highlighted what the point of his power is. And I'm still like, why? I mean, why waste your money on that? I mean, I don't see what's so great about it, but whatever. Um, then we got um, Alicia who can tap into other people's feelings. So out of everyone's powers, Simon and Alicia could be beneficial. Um, but yeah, the jury's still out. Um, then Rudy, his power is he can duplicate himself and be a whiny version of himself yay anyway so i don't know i guess because he's a new character and this episode was about him in a lot of ways that it just didn't do anything for me like i'm maybe it was supposed to but i don't know I mean, maybe he'll I'll warm up to him, but right now it's like, oh, these first two episodes, I'm like, really? I mean, he's just as gross as Nathan. He doesn't wash his hands after using the bathroom. He says gross stuff. So I'm like, and we have to watch him piss now. It's like, great. <laughs> they just replace one with another. We are introduced to homegirl who, I don't remember her name, that's doing community service with Rudy, who has uh, amazing command of her powers. It seems like everybody that's not so great uh, or not, you know, supposed to be the quote-unquote villains, they seem to have better command of their powers than the actual, um, our, our gang, so... She can freeze time and do stuff while time is frozen. And she utilizes that power to do crappy things. Um, I'm still trying to figure out why Rudy, the whiny version of Rudy, would go out to the thing. 
whether she's smoking flirt with her talk to her whatever and says yeah i'll see you inside like he he knows his other version is inside so why would he and he's not going to go inside with her to show her that there's two of them so i'm like i didn't understand the point of telling her that they can talk inside just so that when she goes inside goes to the bathroom comes back out she sees him his other version kissing the other girl and then gets mad i'm like that was just so stupid that didn't even make any sense to me i didn't understand that at all that the whole point of that yes and then we got mr rudy with the um very intelligent answer to his other self that cute girls don't get hiv because he's doing it raw up the girls behind i'm like oh this guy i mean he's he's so much worse than nathan it's like oh my god she's so nasty um of course the blonde girl uses her powers again the gang sees her minus alicia and for some reason she decides to get them all in trouble and smashes a rock into a car and puts the rock in kelly's hand somehow you know in this episode they remember that police exist and so there happens to be a police right there sees it and thinks they're the ones that did it um and for some reason again even though kelly had the rock in her hand the police decide to chase the black guy <laughs> like yeah okay no profiling here no profile going on here so of course then we see i guess that was the benefit of his power we saw is that he turned into a girl um, even though he had the same clothes on, cop got confused and yeah, he went away. Um, then we have the weird story of Rudy, you know, and Alicia and Alicia like trying to avoid him and then, you know, come to find out there's this big secret and I'll i'm starting to get aggravated with these big secret the supposed big secret uh episodes um just went through this with 911 and now we got this big secret because rudy is acting weird and leisha's acting weird around him and he sees her and acting weird and so i'm like what the hell is this about and then come to find out he she slept with him and then didn't call him back the next day i'm like that's it that's what all this is about and then of course alicia she's acting all extra and i'm like dude simon knows about your past like okay so you slept with dudes in college and you didn't call him back he knows that the type of person you were before they before y'all got together i'm like you were literally (laughs) using your power to seduce men to rape men so i'm like what could be worse than that i didn't get her being that was to me that was contrived drama because it didn't make sense to me but the blonde girl ended up being a nut job so she went from whatever her community service to being a straight up murderer in 60 seconds so i'm like wow this girl escalated quick (laughs) so (laughs) she was mentally unstable apparently so um 
Rudy, thank you, Rudy. So just like with Nathan, you triggered some, you know, unfortunate series of unfortunate events that led to his people being killed. So, yep. <clears throat> Again, Nathan 2.0. I should have just called him that, Nathan 2.0. Then at the end, uh, instead of, you know, going to the police, you know, like a normal person would do they bury the bodies again and end up getting community service because homeboy Rudy uh is driving a stolen car and um yeah so they're back doing community service so here we go again all right episode two is a Curtis focus episode which didn't make sense to me as well so we have Curtis you know missing out or missing the competition of running so he sees this training camp for girls for track female track and decides that he's gonna turn into a girl and do it since he can't run track as a guy he's gonna do it as a girl um so yeah so we see a lot of sexual harassment we see date rape drugs in this one again we see no one going to the cops reporting this creepy sleazy dude for you know slipping girls date rape drugs uh instead the solution is to just tie him up naked and put a sign on him that says you date rape you use date rape drugs to get people i'm like that's great but can we report him to the police so he doesn't do this to other unsuspecting women but okay let's go um but yes everyone is sexually harassing curtis i'm like every dude um the probation guy the coach guy um (laughs) um yeah i think that's the only oh yeah and rudy rudy like really every male but simon in this one um and of course and here's my thing about curtis's story you know he ends up sleeping with the one of the track girls emma he likes her whatever um they get together and the next day emma talks to mel aka curtis and says that you know Curtis wasn't any good with sex and so I'm calling BS on this real quick I mean not so much because of Alicia because obviously they didn't touch each other like she said in this and maybe he was a little bit of full of himself or whatever but I'm sorry we did see him and Nikki going to town on several occasions and Nikki had no complaints whatsoever they had a fine healthy sexual relationship and all of a sudden we're to believe that curtis don't know how to be with a girl i'm calling straight up bs on that and yeah i get it that it's supposed to work with this episode but my memory works just fine and he was just fine with nikki so this oh yeah you don't you're not good you don't you know you're not good with girls it's some straight up bs and um yeah so that kind of threw me off from the start in that with that storyline but then he gets with her as a girl which i think is inappropriate because he's still i'm like i don't know they just 
tend to do these inappropriate stories that this you know and play loosey-goosey with consent um on this show that tends to be very uh strange is the word I would use um so we see Kelly um because nobody's seen Curtis as a girl which I don't know why they he never showed him his girl version I mean that didn't make any sense anyway so Simon finds out Curtis the girl version of Curtis um he's zipping up her dress and Kelly sees and of course she doesn't know that's not Curtis and so that series of unfortunate events she thinks Simon is cheating on Alicia with male excuse me and um yeah then we have Rudy again back to that question you know issues of consent you know you have a girl that's knocked out you know you know incapacitated on a bench in the bathroom and you think that it's appropriate to go down on her while she's in that state that's number one and then number two emma comes in the bathroom knowing that um mel is incapacitated she's out of it you know you did practically drag her out of the out of the um out of the club thing or the community center like everything seems to happen at the community center but you drag her into the bathroom then you go call a cab leave her by herself come back see some dude is taking advantage of her and your response is to get upset and leave instead of you know going in there and defending her or having her back to me that was dumb and then she goes to Curtis and then tries to seduce him finds the the dress that Mel quote unquote Curtis but she doesn't know it's Curtis had gets upset with Curtis thinking that he's slept with Mel even though you were just in there trying to sleep with him yourself so I'm like make it make sense how are you gonna get upset with that how are you <laughs> I'm like excuse me kettle pot are, uh, are you serious right now so she busts out of there and then of course again Curtis is still wrong in every shape and form for even doing what he was doing to begin with I will say the conversation Mel was having with Simon though when he was explaining everything that happened I will say that was funny <laughs> he's like I fucked myself she thinks I fucked myself and I'm like uh yeah that's how and then of course Simon earlier is like so who's the lesbian <laughs> like who's yeah it, it, that's what I'm saying that Curtis the moral of the story is you shouldn't have been doing what you're doing because things you know shit got confusing quick so how much time is passing in these in the I mean between seasons and the episodes because I'm like they these people be in and out of relationship quick like how long has it been since Nikki was killed I mean he was just torn up about her yet now he's all into Emma seemed like the only steady relationship is Alicia and Simon out of everybody everybody else and what is that guy the power guy name I don't remember his name but we got Kelly that's now into this guy that came out of the blue um and 
of course I'm like when she goes to him asking him to help her help them take that girl's power I forgot to mention that in the um first episode I'm like why would you why would you think he would help you with that I'm like that doesn't make any sense like the only interaction you have with that dude he requires money I mean he doesn't seem like the charitable type so but you expect to just go in there and say hey this girl is doing something inappropriate with her powers i need you to take them and he's supposed to be like oh okay and i'm like what i mean that didn't make any sense i mean she's supposed to be a rocket scientist so <laughs> act like it that needs to rocket scientist isn't just being smart with building crap or maybe it is but she still should have common sense street smart that didn't go away did it so anyway yeah again i don't know it just seems like they're grasping at straws with these two episodes in season three so far because they're just the things that they're coming up with is just silly to me um like i said i i mean they were okay episodes i mean i wouldn't say oh yeah i enjoyed it um these are i mean again compared to last year i guess um I don't know again they the first episode was focusing on this new character that is like okay and then this one was about Curtis and his shenanigans and I'm like okay so yeah there's that um I think that's all I have I'm sure I missed something but I've said a lot so on that note until next time much love peace and black girl magic queen of the couch shy that was her shyness opinion on this last two episodes and man she was dragging the fuck out of these and i'm gonna have to give you some back i'm gonna have to like hey i respect your opinion you are allowed to feel everything you feel but i will say there are a few things i'm gonna have to call you out on and the first one because i because i do this everybody i know does this and when people call me out on it i gotta now have to pass it on because i've been called out on the same thing it's called black defense or black default defense squad which means sometimes when a black character is not in a way in which you feel that black character should be you start defending them for actions that legitimately you would never defend you would never defend another character for it. and i'm gonna put uh, give you a few examples of your black defense squad coming to the rescue of curtis because you was doing a lot of curtis defense in this and i don't even think it was necessary for curtis defense in this one because i think that was the point was that he needed to grow as a character he has not had many character opportunities to grow and i thought this was one of the best ways now in your whole emma back and forth situation yeah she was a hot ass mess but she was a hot ass mess from the minute you met her she didn't pretend she was anything other than a girl in a bar trying to pick up a dude that she really liked because he was cute and she knew who he was that's who he like like she never fronted on who the hell she was and we saw i saw him having sex with her i know you said well i know nikki didn't have any complaints that's nikki (laughs) nikki may have had a whole i have even went through this before where women are like oh they get have good sex in bed and then you're like no they're not that is way subjective to say just because 
Nikki didn't have any complaints that that meant he was great in bed. No, she might have had lower standards. The girl did just almost die. I'm not trying to shit on that relationship, but I don't feel as just because one girl didn't complain doesn't mean that another girl can't have a different experience and be like, no, you were shit. Especially depending on how much he was really into that girl. He didn't seem like he was that into her until she said, oh, you're Curtis Donovan. Oh, I used to watch you run. Like she was giving him looks beforehand. But then the minute she started being on his dick, that is what Curtis's problem is. He is full of himself. He's always been full of himself. He will see, will continue to be full of himself. That is his problem. He does not acknowledge and he's always negative like we saw that before he even met emma like all she said was how are you doing do you miss running uh why are you asking me fucking questions about that curtis has a chip on his shoulder and has had a chip on his shoulder for a while that's been a character development for two seasons so i don't feel that they shortchanged him in any manner or made it an inorganic experience him having this with the emma chick because i mean i don't even think that he was into her until she told him he was shit and then he got himself really in this situation he could have when she went to kiss him as a girl when said you know what i'm not gonna do this he has just as much agency in that situation as she does so while she's sloppy as fuck so is he that's just how i see it they both were sloppy and made a situation even more sloppy the only difference was she didn't know he had a power he did and he should have put that on out there like i'm a man and i'm a girl like what would have been the difference anyway they already had sex as a boy and girl he that was him deceiving uh, his deception most of the time and then you mentioned about the fact that the one guy just rapes people and they didn't do anything about that no they did call the police he's like like i'm sure this is not the first person he's done it to and i think there was a line that said that he definitely got went to jail for it because i know everyone else at that training cat probably had that same experience and he probably talked like if he's a serial person he, he yes like he basically put him out there and they gave the evidence and all she needed to do was go to police <laughs> i'm sure he got arrested i don't think they just said uh but my biggest thing i am gonna call it because you're like how disgusting the whole sexual stuff and inappropriate that shit has been going on for two seasons and the number one culprit of that is your favorite your favorite nathan he made no freaking act as if he was not into intentionally getting girls drunk and having sex with them that was his prime opportunity to sleep with women and he never made any secret about it and i never heard you say too much about the fact that that was a driving point for his sexual relationship with too many women so for you to be on rudy for that and rudy technically didn't even yes he's kind of nasty but at the same time she was conscious enough to say words (laughs) and she pushed his hand down there like he first started like you're all right you good i'm drunk you're drunk i mean first and foremost can we stop going to parties and having all these drugs and inspect things to really go great for you y'all need to make better life choices to begin with (laughs) but i agree with the taxi thing like how you just gonna give someone a taxi you know she's fucked up and then just assume that she was okay with having her vagina licked like i would at least checked in and asked some questions but i that part i do agree with but a lot of it i'm like mm-hmm. some of your complaints though i'm just gonna have to say out of love that it's the same stuff that was happening the last two seasons 
and I get the knee-jerk reaction. I totally get the knee-jerk reaction that Rudy too he's he's uh he's Nathan 2.0. And I know I already caveated out there that I like Rudy way more than I like Nathan. I actually dislike him more when they try to give him more of Nathan's characteristics. That's just uh, people like that type of character. But like I said, it depends on how, what your mood, because Nathan, to me, was always ten times worse with the things he would say than Rudy really ever was. But I guess that's just a, a matter of perspective. And so is the thing about secrets, because we went, we just talked about this offline. I I get what you're saying. Like to you, secrets and how big they are are big i don't know if they really made a deal though that it was a big secret um she said we went to college she didn't want to acknowledge their relationship but for rudy and for alicia the characters this was a big deal for them so it's not so much how does that secret impact you as far as how that would psychologically affect my life the characters how is that going to affect them knowing what their character is and I think that's where it's just a matter of what you feel will be impactful enough. And I know we've already said ad nauseum that you and Mimi were like, I don't think this is a big enough secret. And I think it is a big enough secret, but that's just my intake on how I would feel being someone like, um, being the character in that moment, having all those 29 years of experience and then this coming out it being a big secret for everyone around because they never addressed it way earlier and then i told you about guilt some things are just not meant to be related to and y'all i've always said millions time i have a way of 3d dimension 3d dimensional thinking sometimes so i mean it's potato potato uh what else did i have and i will say the first time i was not a fan of rudy so i get that too if you're not a huge fan um, I don't think I was as harsh <laughs> uh, as as you seem to be to the character. Uh, but the first time, I, it was a bit of a transition from Nathan to Rudy. That's definite uh, in the show. And it's clear you didn't watch the Vegas Baby episode. So there was an actual bridge between the two seasons that would have probably given you a little bit more of a, at least a... Uh, expectation that you weren't gonna see nathan uh and i yeah i'm the one that said it like two episodes ago that this he was not gonna be in the entirety of the season or of the series and they will be switching up characters i mean um i'm gonna put that out there they're gonna be switching up characters everyone doesn't stay (laughs) these same characters all through all five seasons so uh what else about their powers so yes you're saying why did curtis decide to do it he said in the episode it wasn't that he wanted the power i mean he had no powers no power and a power which one would you pick a power (laughs) they had the money he went last that's all seth had left so that's how he got the power um and the powers aren't meant to be and they gave away their really op powers so of course the second time because they messed up the first time and gave the powers away well some other you know some thought more than others because curtis 
didn't need to have to give his power away nathan didn't they wanted to get paid they made these choices and i'm not about to feel bad for them because they got whack powers right now that's on them but they're not interested for the most part in using their powers in any real great detail and i know you you brought that up several times that no one seems to be intent on um really owning their powers so to speak but it's like if you don't want something i don't know that that's another one where i don't really see that one way or the other because the one girl can do it does she really does that mean she honed it or can she do it i don't know if that necessarily means the same thing um just because you we see them for five minutes doing their powers and we are just kind of assuming that they have better control or just can do it and it's not such a big deal or a mental block uh and rudy cannot duplicate you're actually seeing and i won't go too much into it but this is actually a separate this is a part of his personality incarnated so you call him whiny um he's actually the more uh ethical person or side of his personality so it's not so much that he's whining and well i guess interpretation but he is not a duplicate of himself he is simply the part of himself that is more ethical sensitive caring considerate that he he like he has a lot of different sides of rudy and this is one side of him and he is able to separate completely that side and then once you know that and you go back to that conversation he did not like he was trying like he didn't know like last time they were speaking right like he didn't go out there with an intention of trying to like all he did was go out there to make her feel better he wasn't really even trying to flirt with her that was her interpretation of the matter uh and why she i mean that was all on her that had nothing to do with rudy too he was just seeing that she was in a bad place he was feeling rejected in a bad place and he just reached out to her on a human level like yeah it's okay i relate to you you know i could be a dick he knows who himself is he understands why he is the way he is that other side of him but he also knows that there's another side of him that is more of a considerate person and then when she goes back in and he says i'll see you back in there he last time he spoke to rudy one he was being rejected by her so no he probably wasn't expecting to see them kissing at a booth or that this girl had powers and she would react in that way so it may be understanding a little bit better made that scene make a little bit more sense but it's no fault of his for being like i'll see you back in there because in a way he is gonna see him back in there as soon as he goes back in there uh and rejoins himself but apparently things went up, popped off when he was away that he was not expecting and i don't know if that could be chalked up to him uh what else did i write in my notes here they chased all of them girls oh um kind of like you know the over i thought this was a good and i guess once again subjective a good way to show what an attractive feat like alicia (laughs) prime example someone that a lot of people find attractive male kind of make an assumption of their appeal you know they're all up in her face they're not giving her time attention like i thought it was a good way to show what it's like to be someone that's an attractive female around a whole bunch of men that really don't give you personal space or 
allow you any autonomy or a moment to yourself just to fucking breathe and i'm sure it's not for every female but i thought it was just an experience for curtis to have so that he does kind of get the other side of it (laughs) in a way seeing as that is his power and to say that it's not very effective it did get him out of being arrested and that cop did not go after he did not chase him because he was black (laughs) they all ran in three different directions he just chased the one that was closer yes she had the brick in her hand but i think he was trying to catch any one of them damn kids curtis they just wanted to show what his power was and how it benefited him in getting away so yeah that's a benefit if you're a male how are you gonna explain to someone no i'm a female like clearly you can't say even in the same clothes like wait hold on like he even had the look on his face like you should be like you're in the same clothes but i don't have a reason to say oh you're all of a sudden a woman now that doesn't make sense that you don't jump to that and then um what else did i have written down i think that's about it uh so yeah uh i think that is all the stuff i wrote down in my notes uh, i saw you dragging my schedule too I'm like, you got so much going on i see you <laughs> that's why i said they coming all out at the end of the week end of the week is where you're going uh but it did sound like you had a good time hiking that actually sounds really nice and i'm not dragging your like feel how you, you know I, you know hopefully you know by now <laughs> that if you can feel whatever you feel i'm just gonna if i disagree be like "Mm." or if i see you doing the black defense squad because i do it myself i know i do i know i do and i have to be talked down every time it happens (laughs) so i just when you said that what they was doing though i was like oh you love curtis and you love nathan i cannot even let that slide because nathan was the number one he was just about as worse as alicia raping people just as worse as <laughs> simon almost raping people come on now do you really and that's what, and i think because you went so ham on rudy i was like mm, you were not as appalled the first two seasons in multiple other characters and i can't let you give him that award and he ain't really been that bad not as bad as nathan and i don't even think he's he's reached disgusting as nathan yet either i'll let mimi be the decider and anyone else who wants to comment in on who's more disgusting rudy or nathan i definitely say hands down i mean he literally said he puked shit and came at the same time on a girl even though we did see rudy throw up in a girl's hood tonight and that was so disgusting (laughs) but that's some trash ass shit that like she ain't gonna know that until much later and y'all need to stop doing drugs at parties and then maybe just maybe all of y'all lives would be a lot better so i've said my piece there let's hear what mimi has to say what up christina it's mimi sending in feedback for misfits um this is season three episode one and two um i really enjoyed these two episodes like so much first of all rudy is a fucking mess like I don't know if this is like just a different kind of gross, but he is (laughs) probably worse than friggin' Nathan. Like, I feel like Nathan said stuff for shock value, but I really don't think Rudy understands the shit that he's saying is disgusting. (laughs) I think he just says it 
casually and nonchalantly because he just feels like it's information people want to know we don't want to know that man your girl likes it up the butt that's that's your business and you're and I'm happy for you but I don't need to hear it every 45 seconds like some things you need to keep to yourself boo and and that's for sure one of them now first before I go into this episode I just I wrote down all of the powers um Simon looks like he can see into the future which is interesting since last season he went he was from the future and he went to the past clever kelly is a rocket science or scientist and i will say her power is dope but i think she going too hard like <laughs> it's like you can't expect like we we know you got a superpower and clearly you came up with that design and it sounds like it's pretty it's it's pretty dope but you can't expect just some like upper level person that went to school for 45 years to believe you so like maybe I don't know just I'm just spitballing here (laughs) maybe try and get a job as like you know maybe just working in the building where they do rocket science like janitor you know and then just start casually showing them stuff that you can do you know work at a freaking like look sounds like you you can fix cars work at a body shop a mechanic be a mechanic you know work on SUVs or like specialty cars and then like you know gradually start applying like you can't just show up with no formal education and just talk about I'm a rocket scientist girl ain't nobody gonna believe you that's why you keep getting tossed the hell out of places no matter how great your designs are nobody believe you did it because you don't got no education formal education like you need to show and prove that you're smart in this field and you know what you're talking about ain't nobody just gonna believe you off the street and you ain't got no credentials <laughs> unfortunately that's the way the world works um curtis can shift cha- uh shi- he's a shapeshifter but he can only turn to a girl side note she's super gorgeous and we can talk about everything that curtis went through in the next and in, in episode two but I think it's it's dope that he can change into her and I feel like why can he only change into a black girl and he's a black guy maybe he can do more he just don't know it yet I'm not sure he might be stuck with her for forever but I just I feel like it would be really stupid to just your only power is to switch from one from a black guy to a black girl like why can't you mold yourself into a, like a different person you can't change your hair like it just seems like a really stupid power I mean it, it he used it for something I mean I guess he gained something out of it the the inner workings of a woman's body and how we get treated but in the long run in the scheme of things of powers that's pretty shitty um then Alicia can see through the eyes of others which I think is pretty um funny considering what she was doing to everyone else now she can literally be someone else and put themselves put herself in someone else's shoes you know that's clearly going to help with her you know jaded and speckled past so that was interesting um and then oh i got to see my girl um natalie 
Emmanuel, Emmanuel. I, I'm I'm speaking like I'm speaking Spanish. Natalie Emmanuel, who she played Charlie. I have to look that up. That is my girl, Masande from The Game of Thrones. I don't want to talk about it. I don't want to talk about it. But I loved her so much. I hate that they made her have straight hair. Her curls wasn't popping, but I guess it kind of makes sense. Like, I'm thinking about the times like that. If her hair was curly, she would look pretty similar to Alicia. And that's probably what, what they were not going to, through. Or they were trying to not go to that. So make them similar, but not the same. Because clearly, Rudy has a type. Um, <laughs> and Rudy called uh, Simon Starry. You're very starry. I was like, like, I didn't know that was a word, but I get it. Like, you're not wrong. <laughs> he is very scary. He be staring through your soul. <laughs> and um, so I guess we could go into this episode. Um, so we meet Rudy. I don't know if we find out what he did, but we see he has the power to split himself, which is, I think, is kind of crazy because <laughs> he splits himself and we have one guy who... Like, they look, they're clearly the same person. They look the same. But one has super strong confidence to walk around like he runs the place. And he seems to get girls. And the other one, the other half is shy and quiet. And he honestly reminded me of the old Simon. And I feel like that probably didn't help with, you know, his past of with Alicia seeing her with Simon and i mean simon's still pretty reserved like we know he's different we know he has confidence but he's still very quiet and he quietly observes people he blends into the background he's still like that even though technically he's more confident and he's turning into the simon we met from the future so i just that was pretty interesting turn of events um that you know rudy had a box with alicia like he was in love with her for two years like we didn't really get into debt like into it like he had a box and a picture like a box with her name on it and then a picture of her like where you get that picture from like were you guys friends did you just like did you like i know she said you went to the same college you live in the same dorm area like i have a lot of questions yes she took your virginity but if you knew they called her cock monster like why are you surprised like she clearly likes penis and there is absolutely nothing wrong with that I just I'm just confused like I guess it would make sense if you know we found out like she was only she only slept with him to win a bet or she slept with him you know to make someone else jealous or something like we I don't feel like we got a good closure behind that story like maybe they're gonna go further with it but it sounds like at least it seemed to me that they closed that chapter like she apologized and they moved on but I just feel like there was some stuff in between there that just didn't make sense like I think it's really super sad and it sucks that he tried to kill himself because of what she did but I don't feel like we got enough information for us to feel like it was anything that she personally did like I'm not saying she shouldn't feel bad about it but if someone is mentally unstable it could be anything that makes them break I've seen people you know person in my professional um life where it was something like 
you know, they've tried to commit suicide in the past or they've had really strong thoughts of killing, killing themselves. They never went through it. And it was just everything. You know what I'm saying? It wasn't one thing like maybe, you know, he was in love with her, you know, far away and he got all like, you know, she came up to him and you know that. And then maybe he wasn't doing well in school before. And like, it could have been a lot of things. Maybe he was having problems at home. He clearly has issues if we see him in having probation. So it's not like he's, you know, an angel, like granted he's shy, but so was Simon. And he tried to burn someone's house down. Like, I just, I don't know. And I just, I feel like I mean, it's possible that maybe I missed something. Maybe there was some dialogue that I tuned out or I stopped listening for a second and I missed it. But I just don't feel like we got enough evidence for us to feel like Alicia should feel guilty that he tried to kill himself. She should feel sad for him. And I'm not saying she shouldn't feel bad about, you know, sleeping with him when she had no intention of making a relationship. But I don't feel like she had anything to do with him trying to kill himself. I mean, what she said, the way she delivered that message was pretty <laughs> harsh um, to him. But she wasn't wrong. Like, I I can't be responsible for you having, you know, an emotional issue and trying to kill yourself because I because I like to have sex. Like, you knew that about me clearly because you knew my nickname. So it's not like this is a surprise, you know, whatever. And I I loved Simon. Oh, Simon is so cute and so protective of her and Rudy is way taller than her and he was trying to like I don't know if he was trying to go after her or he was in her face and he just put his hand out like okay that's enough you said your piece you leave my girl alone and when Alicia ran out of the bar but when he split apart like that oh my god that has got to be the most embarrassing thing ever like trying to like contain your power because it's really weird and stupid that you can split into two people um I don't know if you know them being separated allows them to live two separate lives or if they're just an extension of one another like maybe one can't die if they're not together I don't know I guess we'll find out but um I just think that way that way that happened when he saw Alicia oh my god so freaking embarrassing I felt so bad for him his girlfriend was like oh my god what is happening (laughs) um what else um I think it's pretty messed up that um Rudy is the reason they're back on probation like like it sucks like first of all why would you steal somebody's car knowing you're currently on probation and you're with people who were on probation or you're currently on parole I would what I said like and then they are on probation and now like they lucky they didn't get sent to jail because in America that's what would happen <laughs> you ain't gonna get no community service again the jumpsuit gang would be um booked printed and booked <laughs> for um what is it called breaking probation that's not the right word but you know I guess that's lucky for them um I think that's all I have for this episode I don't really like going scene to scene I just like talking about oh let's talk about that crazy bitch like (laughs) I feel like she really like (laughs) she was crazy from jump like her power was dope but as soon as like you know 
he was like we should go somewhere like you know so rudy clearly split into two people and the shy one thought the other girl was nice um and he was talking to her but he when she said we should go somewhere and talk privately he literally said no so when she walked in and saw you know apparently she's gonna just assume that that's rudy as well the same one making out with um charlie (laughs) the fact like i would like i feel like (laughs) stopping time and like slapping the shit out of him okay um pulling his pants down you know or like pushing him off the thing like pushing him towards the edge of the the chair so that he falls off something that would embarrass him like I feel like that is something I would have done like something that is gonna humiliate you in front of this beautiful girl that you clearly like who's making out with you like put like I don't know like snot or something on his face or like like take some cold water and put it put his hand in like you know something make him pee on himself something like that but for her this bitch to hit dude with a bottle like hit him in the head and he's bleeding and then put the bottle in curtis's hand i knew the bitch was crazy like okay she's gonna be a problem and she really went in like now i just (laughs) i just feel like her craziness just escalated so damn quickly and rudy was so stupid like when you found out that she like when she bricked the daggone police car and then y'all had to run away like everything about how she pushed you down the stairs like you couldn't tell she was crazy why would you <laughs> and she could stop time why did you think her like like um framing her to, of stealing money was gonna stop like I, he just really is a dd i don't even know what else to say other than that man is stupid he dumb just like freaking nancy was (laughs) he's and he's just as gross um i guess it's uh good she's dead because her power could have been dangerous and i am mad i will say that they like i got i get that you got to get rid of the bodies but why did you bury charlie and old girl in the same grade like that sucks for charlie she literally was just innocent bystander just caught in a bad situation with two fucking dum-dums and she got stabbed and the other thing was like why are y'all like y'all literally like you got choke uh what is the word i'm looking for like you you got um like you have marks showing that you were handcuffed or like your hands were locked together um you were hanging on chairs like there's so much evidence that this bitch was crazy like i don't understand why they couldn't call the cops like i just the cops at this place must be notoriously corrupt for them to just not trust them because there was evidence all over the place like like you can't you can't prove that she has powers but you can prove that she tried to kill you you know there's that evidence i don't know but i guess they got more bodies on their hand they didn't actually kill these people um rudy did but i guess it's another secret to keep them together i suppose (laughs) these fools i swear um so episode two of season three um revolved around curtis wanting to run again and you know him using his like he i guess i'm assuming he's not allowed to like run at all not even like if he's not competing like just not legit not allowed to run um anymore as a male so he was competing as a girl which is cool 
Um, but I think the issue became a problem when he uh, started <laughs> getting the looks <laughs> from all the men. And I will admit, Curtis made a really pretty girl. She was cute. And clearly she's a lesbian because Curtis don't want no penis in his vagina. <laughs> um, and then he was with, I think her name was Emma. I don't think it was Emily. No, I think it was Emma. And, um... And he, he like the, she was like fangirling for Curtis, but then he's a Debbie Downer and a terrible late. It was so bad. Like I'm, I feel like Alicia was lucky that she couldn't touch him because <laughs> when he pushed her head down, like, dude, what the? F I'm telling you, and I, this is my honest opinion. I, some girls are such groupies that they will be with the guy no matter what. I saw it when I was at NIU, uh, Northern Illinois University, when I, because the year that I went to school there, when I was a freshman, um, our football team was really good. We made it all the way to the championships. We didn't win, but that was the first time, um, I want to say, in like a century that, that Northern Illinois made it to the championships. So our football team was really good. So my friend was... Um, she was dating a starter on the football team so I used to go to all the parties and girls would be hanging over the lamest dudes and I'm sorry I don't care what kind of money you have what kind of car you got what your future plans may be I can't fake stuff like that and I've never been able to like I can't do it so these lame dudes would be trying to come at me and I wasn't feeling it it's like oh you know who that is I don't give a shit first of all he's not attractive second of all look at him dancing if he can't even roll his hips on B, what do you think he's going to do to me? I don't want to find out. And that's how it was. But they, girls used to flock their beds all the time. Like leaving, you know, doing the walk of shame. And it would be like two, three girls at a time. And I just, I can't. Like just because you, I don't, like, I mean, granted, some of them were attractive. But, you know, there's certain things that to me are red flags. And if you don't have rhythm, like... Anybody should be able to two-step. If you ain't got no rhythm at all, I'm going to have to pass. Like, I don't want nothing to do with you. <laughs> so the fact that Curtis is so bad in bed does not surprise me because it sounds like he was on his way to becoming a professional runner. And, you know, the next Usain Bolt, but he got caught up in them drugs and everything. And she was fangirling. She learned a lesson, a very, very valuable lesson. And then his face when Alicia was telling him about himself, like I was dying. Like he was so salty. And she was like, this is why girls don't tell guys the truth because y'all don't, y'all egos can't handle it. Egos can't handle it. And he, he, I mean, she wasn't wrong, clearly. Emma straight told you, not you, but you, that you were shit in bed. And I mean, you got better, clearly. Um, I thought it was hilarious how he had an orgasm when Emma was like, oh, yeah, I see the way you look at me, but I like it. And then she went down on her and I was like, OK, that's probably the first in history a man experienced having both a vagina and a penis being able to feel like I I can't be sure. But I think when there's a transition between like one sex to the next, they lose like clearly if you were born a male and you always wanted to be a female 
they can do reconstructive surgery but they can't make you have a vagina like it's ne- it's never going to be real it's never going to have the same sensation it's never going to have the same sensitivity so of course one could never have the experience of having an orgasm from both sexes so i think it was pretty interesting the way curtis described it i mean assuming I, he must not understand that every time a guy has sex he orgasms even if it's just once but you know multiple orgasms are great but sometimes we just want one and that doesn't always happen so yeah that was a pretty interesting oh and that scene where he was <laughs> when he was got zipped up by simon that was so cute i don't know what it was maybe it was because she was so much taller than him but the way kelly was looking she was like i don't like this i don't like it at all he was good he was really getting all the looks though and she i mean she was a very pretty curtis was a pretty pretty girl like very gorgeous beautiful skin nice shape um but <laughs> dudes were like flocking like they would not leave her alone and she had such a stink ass attitude and it just did not deter him and i felt that like you think that if you just if you just act stank men will leave you alone it it don't work it really don't um when curtis had his period <laughs> which i got I, I mean maybe it's just me but my period never comes to the front it's always on my like back like on my butt area so maybe it's just the way i'm shaped but the way they were all looking like i think you got your period <laughs> you've been wearing white shorts this whole time poor curtis that sucks like your first period is in front of everybody <laughs> <laughs> and she's like you want a tampon he was like i am not about to stick that anywhere sorry no um the other thing was him getting roofied and then <laughs> rudy going down on him that was so funny and the way that they br- like he was coughing up the oh my god the pu- i wanted to throw up this <laughs> this show is so nasty there's just some things that they I don't even know if I've ever even heard people talk about it in American TV, but they be saying the grossest shit and then just go like they will take it a step further. Like, not only will I talk about this pube stuck in my throat, I'm gonna cough it up and let you see it. Like, uh, <laughs> it's so nasty. Oh, God, so gross. Uh, all in all, I liked both of these, but I'm gonna end it here because I'm talking for a long time. <laughs> I'm already at 23 minutes. So, um, can't wait to hear what you guys think so from now on i don't know what's gonna happen shy i have not seen anything after this i saw episode one of this season and i'm pretty sure i saw the the end of it but i never saw episode two so from now on everything we see i have no idea what's happening so i'm pretty excited to see where this takes us with their new powers and see if these fools finally get it together and become superheroes so until next time love peace hair grease and black girl magic queen of the couch mimi out and that is queen mimi's thoughts on the episode Ooh, i got distracted because my my uh <laughs> someone just finally dropped another dang on freaking expanse episode i've been waiting for this one for my patreons anyhow uh, back to your feedback. So you like them much better than Shy did. <laughs> I will say you were co-signing my points and I didn't feel so bad. <laughs> um, but you did side with uh, Shy on the I'm alone on my boat of he is just as disgusting as Nathan. So I mean, I'm losing that argument. But you do agree that it is a different kind of gross in a, in a certain aspect. 
Um, let's get to these powers because I think there might be some slight um, confusion on what the powers are and what they do. So I thought sometimes it's just best to go to the source. So with Alicia's powers, I think you said it looked like she can, you were pretty much right. You, she could see in the name of other people or in other people's viewpoints. So she has the power of clairvoyance. So she went from that nasty sex power whatever you want to call that to now having clairvoyance so the user can flawlessly view the world around them with their mind so yeah kind of the same thing she can look in through the the mind of others um here's where the ones where i think there was some confusion going on and that's rudy's power i think i was saying it in a way but this there's an actual term for it emotional duplication that is his power the user creates duplicates representing repressed emotions so i'm not i it says the user creates them but i don't feel as if it's something the user is created versus it's just a representation of repressed emotions from rudy um and that's all i'll say about that (laughs) Uh, but it's actually born out of split personality disorder so you're mentioning uh, a lot about kind of what I was touching or I don't even think I was touching on it as much but you were touching on it a lot about how it's really not Alicia's <laughs> fault that he had a it, like this would be what broke the camel's back and you want to know more of that story but I think the fact that it's born out of personality a split personality disorder uh, explains a lot um, regarding him and that it is a a situation in which yes i am you know that situation really fucked me up but there were other things going on as well and this is his first love right his first person that he had feelings for the person that took his virginity he clearly saw her only in a particular light and only brought up the cock monster (laughs) to try to hurt her feelings a little bit and he's kind of being like i knew that about you and i still loved you anyway and i love the fact that you saw as well the simon rudy uh parallels there because they were there a lot and i think that's the perfect way in which you wrap that story and why it was such a really big deal to kind of it, it really brought all the characters together it wasn't so much of hey we get to know this person but also how he kind of relates to other people and i do think that because when you go to college together that's like their primary not primary school but i believe their um high school i don't know someone british has to tell me but (laughs) college is kind of like your growing up year. i'm guessing they probably were all in the same classes together probably the way he even got that picture that was that close to her clearly he they probably in the he said that she knew who he was she remembered him they probably had a relationship more like a friendship and she probably never really saw him in that light but you know in a day or whatever that day was that she was feeling shitty she took advantage of that relationship and it went sexual and then she ignored him after the fact because she probably did feel some type of way and then like i'm making this all up in my mind of the story (laughs) and they probably kind of pushed him aside from there and he probably reached out to her and she probably just forgot he existed and that's where he got to the part where he was suicidal but like you said that's not really on her 
but what was on her was owning the fact that clearly there was some type of relationship here or acquaintance in which you know i took advantage of that sexually rather you know i like penis or not i laughed my ass off when you said that she clearly likes penis yeah and there's nothing wrong with that and if he knew that about her like you said it ain't my fault but i think in in her own way she knows that she had something to apologize for and yeah i will say that we're gonna gonna learn more more, more about uh rudy you were looking for the word parole violation (laughs) that's what yeah you would totally in the u.s be in jail you would not be back in community service that's for damn sure uh and then yeah exactly with the crazy girl she was crazy um you talking about put snot on her face that's so disgusting (laughs) y'all are just as disgusting as nathan and no y'all ain't that bad um that's still disgusting not on your face ew i just ew touching your nose just i don't like that but i think she wanted a friend and okay so i was just going with shy but i didn't think i did hear him say i'll meet you in there i thought the same thing like she had made a overture and he was like no i didn't want to do anything like that and then she saw the kid i don't remember it too much to say one way or another but yeah i'm with you i think that he just was trying to cheer her up and he wanted a friend (laughs) and he is a different like they're not the same person they have they're different separate identities and maybe that'll become clearer in the next episodes but they have the same same memories and things like that but they are this is his more uh emotional um side of himself that seems to have an ethical part of himself too that has some standards and it's not like it doesn't have all those rudy traits that are a little bit more uh you know i'm unbothered i'm just gonna go for it you know he doesn't have a lot of i mean even him going out to the party like he went to that party all by himself got drunk as fuck (laughs) um yeah just he's he's funny but what else uh with the powers i did want to break down other people as well uh simon he has foresight so i know um we were saying predictive or i was maybe i was saying predictive i'm not sure but the user flawlessly predicts the future and adapts to it so it's very yeah very short-sighted what he can see he doesn't know what he can see but apparently it corrects him from not doing really stupid things and then you said that curtis was uh, a shapeshifter he is actually no uh he could just gender swap uh the user can change the body to the opposite sex so yes he is a black man and he will be able to turn into a black woman he won't be able to turn into a he's not a ralph uh so to speak to be able to be a little bit more uh, versatile with his power and i think that's it with the rocket scientist i'm so with you like why did you feel the need to <laughs> show up <laughs> and actually um think he was gonna become a rocket scientist like you could have just thought like you said open your own mechanic shop that's some good business right there and that's the that's the most uh most of the powers um of they really uh, on breaking them all down on what they had um i think that's about it there were a lot of i could tell you every power in the show but i'm not going to uh <laughs> the shapeshifter was actually lucy 
I wanted, that's what I was thinking too. I was like, there's someone who was a shapeshifter. Yes, that was Lucy's character. Uh, what else did I have in my notes here? Sometimes we just want one. Speak for yourself, ma'am. I don't just want one orgasm. Not ever. <laughs> and yes, um, yes, about groupies. That's exactly what Emma was. She was a groupie. And the fact that Curtis likes groupies tells me a lot about Cur- Curtis's relationships with women. That's why I was like, um, I'm not trying to shit on Nikki, but just because she loved all up on him and didn't make complaints about their sex life doesn't mean that it was bomb ass diggity. <laughs> and we all saw what happened. That's why I was like, where are you defending him, Shy? We saw he pushed her head down there when she was trying to kiss. He was putting all like he had no consideration for her. And some girls they don't give a fuck and they let themselves be fucked like that. But nah, he was trash. <laughs> Absolute utter trash. Um and yes, the last point, uh, kind of what I was going was what they really were for the his episode was what it's it like to be and yes they did make it a little excessive but to be an attractive woman like how men turn into instant predators and they don't give a shit i've had the same thing happen to me i'm like I t- why is this dude still chasing me i know i've said no my attitude does not say come over i've even yelled out i'm a lesbian and they still are here because men are like that and they trash and i think that's what they were trying to showcase uh, with the whole transition for her was, you know, every male in her vicinity, you know, acted in a way in which maybe Curtis never really thought about would be on the receiving end of that. And that gives him a little bit more perspective so that he could go up and check his friend like, hey, don't go up to a conscious girls, even if you think they telling you something that's not okay. And he's a, and I think there's something to be said about that whole experience. So that's where I'm going to end it on this episode of Misfits. If you want to send feedback, blackoncouch at gmail.com or comment below on this podcast. My social media will be there as well. Remember to like, share, subscribe. Until next time, peace, hair grease, black girl magic.